is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. This one's for all the big willies. <laughs> I'm Kellen Kermese. I'm Woods Camacho. What? Welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Big Willie Style. This is the podcast formerly known as Inter Sandman, now a podcast dedicated to the career of Will Smith as we follow him from Fresh Prince to the biggest movie star of his generation, question mark? Question mark? I think I believe we talked about an exit Sandman. We want this podcast to follow the careers and arcs of like the biggest movie stars of this generation. Yeah. And after Adam Sandler, we're like, who should we do next? You know, we we had a couple ideas who to do next, but it it's hard to like when you when you say like modern movie star, it's like nearly impossible to ignore will smith he has laid down the foundation for a lot of people's careers Mm -hmm. breaking the mold yeah i feel like it's very rare for a non-white actor to achieve the level of popularity and success that will smith did yeah no and that's something that we definitely need to you know touch upon especially with fresh prince yes yeah it's um it's it's powerful it's it's powerful to see that you know someone who's not white could could be as fucking enormous as will smith is yeah um he's just as worldwide as someone like adam sandler is i uh what's actually more even so, more yeah way more <laughs> even, so. way more look we love you adam i guess way more, more worldwide than let's say tom cruise you know yeah or yeah vin diesel and fast and the furious yeah Vin Diesel's an interesting guy, but we'll never talk about him again on the show. Shout podcast. out to Xander Cage. <laughs> oh man, dude, I really Xander- want to watch part two. <laughs> well, technically it's part three. Yeah, because part two, State of the Union, has Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah. When I watched that shit in middle school, I thought it was so cool. The Ice Cube <laughs> was in an action movie like that. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I think I've seen that. It's but. Uh, one of the, I think the biggest things we missed with Sandler was his days on SNL, but that was like, you know, we couldn't figure out a good way to talk about, um, Sandler on SNL because, you know, he's a cast member. He's not in every sketch. Maybe he's not in every episode. You know, there's so many episodes, but we knew going into Will Smith that it would be impossible to not talk about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And so as we posted, um, we're going to be talking about the show as a whole we'll focus in on this list of episodes i meticulously crafted and by that i mean i read a bunch of top 10 fresh prince of bel-air episode lists and just put down the ones i kept seeing pop up or like what the highest imdb rated ones were just to get a sense of what the iconic aspects of the show were I'm just glad that you didn't put the last episode on there because like that would have yeah I, I I couldn't do it like, I still haven't ever watched the show fully, so I didn't want to watch it, like, you know, not watch all the episodes and have to watch the last episode. Something I didn't quite realize until um, we're also going to be talking about the reunion special that j- very recently came out on HBO Max. Yeah. 
it was, it was like within the past couple months, wasn't it? It, it was, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, is, uh, well, Moises, do you have like any, this, we were, <laughs> we weren't alive like when the show started or ended, but like, do you have like any nostalgia for the show? Did you ever watch it before? I had never watched it. The only nostalgia I had for it was like, um, I know sometimes I guess we joke about it, but it, it's not a joke, you know, like I legitimately was obsessed with just like the way this man dressed in Fresh Prince. Like <laughs> as a kid, I thought I was fresh as hell. And I look back on it. I did not know what the fuck I was doing. Um, right now I'm fresh as hell. <laughs> um, like I, I, I'd never, I, as a kid, I didn't even watch this show, but like, I still would see like, Oh, he has those Jordans on like that. That's how I want to dress. Like, I want though I want that green fucking shirt with the matching green shoes and the matching green track pants. Like I thought it was amazing. And even now, like when I finally, now that I'm older and I finally do sit down and watch the show, like it's still like, I'm pretty sure there were times when I was watching and I just sent you a picture and I was like, Oh my God, look at his fit. I would just pause it and just like stare at an outfit Mm -hmm. and I would just like unpause it. Cause yeah. I don't know. Outrageous some, fits. Yeah. And, and then someone like me who I guess understands, uh, not understands, I don't know, likes to put my time towards watching movies and TV shows. Like yeah. I know how important this show is, like mm-hmm. how iconic it is, even without watching it. And yeah. now I that I have watched some of it, like it hits me even harder, like how mm-hmm. important this show is. I think as a... I, I've alluded to before, I have a lot of nostalgia for this show because um, it would always, it was either Nick at Night yeah. or like TBS would like play it. Like Nick at Night, I think would play like, you know, at night. Yeah. Uh, but like, I remember like me and my sister would always watch this like on TBS before school. I don't know how we first found like, it, but like we, yeah, like seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Like seven in the morning, like when we were getting ready we would just like watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. And um, I remember like it was depending on like, you know, they changed up the schedule. So it was either this or Friends. And we, we've trash talked Friends before, but I sadly have a lot of nostalgia for Friends. Yeah. It's still uh, fuck Friends though. <laughs> yeah. But this show, and because of Nick and Knight and, you know, even watching TBS in the morning. Yeah. I Shout like, out George Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of like... um you know just like nostalgia like i watched a lot of like old sitcoms as a kid Mm -hmm. for some reason because i'm 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 a weird person (laughs) no that's no you don't have to no it's not weird who doesn't watch sitcoms as a kid just like older sitcoms i mean like i don't like i don't think like um like home improvement full house friends fresh prince of bel-air the george lopez show um full house and friends were the two that i never really liked yeah i think fresh prince of bel-air does like it it, there's something very um like we've been talking about how like important this show is for like representation you know just because like you know you didn't see a whole lot of families on television that looked like the banks family you know that weren't white and not only that but like were very successful like yeah. I feel like the Cosby Show was maybe the only other like major sitcom with a, a black family I can think of off the top of my head. Um, there's another one. 
I mean, of this era. Like, of course, today there's like blackish comes to mind. Well, even today, there's not a whole lot, I don't think. Like, yeah, as the it's <laughs> it might be weird and like appropriate of me to say this, but like, you know, as important as this show is for the you know, representation, I think there's something very universal about it where like the family dynamic of Fresh Prince felt more honest to me than um the family dynamic of Full House. Like yeah. Uncle Phil reminds me of my dad more than um Bob Saget from Full House does or John Stamos. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it it just there's something kind of honest about it, I guess. Like it doesn't feel very like we'll talk about um because a lot of the episodes that kept popping up as like the most iconic episodes that we talked about are like kind of deal with some very heavy issues. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised. Like I felt like every other episode was like a very special episode. And I was like, oh God. It it's uh, it's a very good show. Well, I was gonna say uh past and uh, probably uh, future guests of the podcast, Nate Turnipseed, <laughs> um, the only black man we've had on this fucking show. That's right. That's, um, oh my god. Uh, we uh have like talked when I started rewatching the show. He also started rewatching it, um, because mm-hmm. he had said like he hadn't seen it in such a long time, and like the, I think that was the thing that we both always came about. Like you know, of course we talked about the fashion, the music, mm-hmm. um, but like we would always just say you know like. It's amazing how timely this show still is, like how important and how like you can still. It holds up. It holds the fuck up. Like compared to other, like there's some elements of, uh, of course, like just some jokes here and there that probably haven't aged super well. Compared to like Full House or even Friends or even like, fuck, I watched an episode of How I Met Your Mother the other day and that has like not aged well. Just not only, not just, you know, the content, like. The character of Barney and How I Met Your Mother has not, like, in the past, like, five years. It's remarkable how poorly <laughs> that character's aged. But just the humor of it. Like, it's so, like, not funny. But yeah. Fresh Prince, like, it's still making me laugh. Like, Yeah. And it's still making me cry. Yeah. It's still, like, making me question society, you know? Like, <laughs> you watch an episode, you're like, holy shit, that is yeah. still an issue in today's day yeah. and age. We'll get, like, we'll get more into it. But one of the episodes is, like, episode six of the series, Mistaken yeah. Identity deals with like profiling and like, yeah. police you know power abuse mm-hmm. that's like episode six that's like the first month and a half of this show being like, on the air yeah and i think that's like what makes it stand the test of time oh also um just like the the lineup of like sitcoms and show like comedy shows i watched as a kid um everybody hates chris and malcolm in the middle we're also like those are like my they, those are like two of my favorite shows of all time. Those two. yeah, those are and uh, the Bernie shows. Mac show. Oh my god, the I, Bernie Mac show. I haven't seen that. Wow, it's great. If you like Malcolm in the Middle and everybody's Chris, you'd love Bernie Mac. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, my wife and kids. Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, that, that show was so good. Yeah, that show is so good. Damon Wayans. Yeah, right? Damon Wayans. Okay. Yeah. I don't get the Wayans brothers confused, but I get Damon and his son confused because damon waynes has aged so well sometimes i wonder like is that the is he the is he the son i can you know they have both um, aged well yeah they both age very well um i just don't think marlon waynes does he do a lot anymore i, I haven't seen him since a haunted house part two. Oh fuck he's the haunt yeah he's the haunted house guy i forgot a hey, fresh prince of bel-air 
the story behind it, I didn't know until literally today. This music manager, Benny Medina, just reading like, oh, just reading like a list of artists he's worked with, Ray Charles, Babyface Prince, Madonna, Paul Simon, Fleetwood Mac, Queen Latifah, Bismarcky, um, you know, very, oh, and um, best known Jennifer Lopez, you know, like very um, well-known or successful music producer. His life is actually, his, his life is the basis for Fresh Birds of Bel-Air. He mm-hmm. was living in East Los Angeles. He, was, he grew, grew up poor, but he, when he was a kid, he befriended a rich white teenager whose family lived in the Beverly Hills and they let um, Medina live with them. And he, he was working with um, this other, like his business partner, like, can we turn this into a TV show? I forget what TV show has done it before, but like they realized that like poor black kid going to live with a rich white family not was not only a a, a little problematic, but also it'd be done before like many times. And they just and so they they decided let's change the the rich white family to the rich to a rich black family, and that you know becomes the Banks family. They they so they take this idea and they pitch it to Quincy Jones who is an even more legendary music producer, um, who is also the subject of the greatest interview of all time. Did you hear about this interview, Moises? Is it, doesn't he tell like the interviewer like he, he's going to smack him or something? <laughs> Maybe. Let me uh, bring up, try and bring up the highlights of it. But um, this is on his Wikipedia. Let's see. In a February 2018 interview... He revealed that he holds a negative opinion of the Catholic Church. Uh, He also claimed to have knowledge of the truth of the Kennedy assassination. Uh, He believed that the mob was responsible. And he also outed sexual relationships between Marlon Brando and James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, and Marvin Gaye. Um, In the same interview, Jones stated that he dated Ivanka Trump despite hating her father. And then he later apologized for the interview. (laughs) Was he like high or something? He's just old, I think. But like, he was just—he would also like just anything the interviewer brought up. Is this out? Like, can I watch this? Uh, I don't know if it's a video. It was like a ten of the. It was with NY Mag. God damn. Okay, it. ten of the wildest things that he said. He said Michael J- Michael Jackson stole all his song ideas. Okay. Um, uh, rock and roll ain't nothing but a white version of rhythm and blues, comma motherfucker. Um, said the Beatles were the worst musicians in the world. They were no playing motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my God. Paul, Paul was the worst bass player I ever heard. And Ringo, don't even talk about it. I remember <laughs> once we were in a studio with George Martin and Ringo had taken three hours for a four bar thing he was trying to fix on a song. <laughs> Who he thinks is doing good music right now. Bruno Mars, Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar. I like where Kendrick's mind is. He's grounded. Chance too. And the Ed Sheeran record is great. Sam Smith, he's so open about being gay. I love it. Mark Ronson is someone who knows how to produce. Said rap is just four bar loops. Um, he dated Ivanka Trump back in the day. And asked, he was asked about Bill Cosby. And he said, we can't talk about this in public, man. <laughs> just like insane shit like that, you know. Um, but anyway, back to Fresh Prince. They brought it to Quincy Jones. Because Quincy had signed a deal with like NBC or like Time Warner. And at this point... Will Smith, he's um, known as the Fresh Prince. That's like 
he you know he starts as a rapper and shout out to mark Wahlberg. <laughs> shout out to oh the what yeah mark Wahlberg was a rapper before he was an actor oh yeah marky bark mark and the funky bunch he also did hate crimes yeah so yeah uh Will Smith, um, we do have an episode on Big Willie Style, the album, and it kind of talks about his music career coming up sometime. We don't know when it's coming out, but that's coming. Um, but relatively pretty successful, I think, right? In the oh, yeah, most yeah, definitely. Yeah, him and J- DJ Jazzy Jeff, the childhood best friends. They achieve success, they get Grammy nominations. Uh, but as to why Will Smith, this very successful rapper would do a family sitcom. Uh, This is a paragraph on his Wikipedia. Smith spent money freely around 1988 and 1989 and underpaid his income taxes. The IRS eventually assessed a 2.8 million tax debt against Smith, took many of his possessions and garnished his income. So he is broke in 1990. Um, He runs into Medina, the producer that started this all by like, accident at um um the arsenio hall show he tells this story on the reunion special so i'm not going to just like repeat what he says but basically he meets with quincy jones at quincy jones's house it's a during Um, it's like a party yeah it's like during a party and you know it's made the offer but i and this just blew my mind to think about smith's like i've never done acting i had never done acting before i was like Hey, before I can make a decision, you know, um, before I can even audition, he told Quincy Jones, like, I need to, like, get an acting coach, kind of go over the lines, like, kind of, you know, see if I can get to a point where I feel confident enough to audition. And Quincy Jones tells him, well, everybody who needs to agree to this is in the next room. So you have 10 minutes. Yeah. And when Will Smith was like, okay. And just because of like. He's never acted before. Never acted before. But even at this point, he's enough. He has enough clout to where he can just like instantly get a show to pilot. I've I've also well, long. I don't know if that's on Will Smith's part though. I think it's more of on Quincy Jones's part, and yeah, like also Quincy Jones. How Will Smith did great, like it was like he's never acted before, but like look how good he is. Yeah, he just has this natural charisma. This, exactly this natural charisma. Like um, we talked about, like you know the the sort of thing we always talked about Adam Sandler like it's so weird he became like a big movie star mm-hmm. but like with Will Smith like in you the special watch... they talk about it, they're like of course he became a movie yeah star. you watch Fresh Prince and you're like this kid is going no fucking duh he's gonna this is a much a stronger first episode than going overboard this is a much oh, stronger yeah. first thing like a bunch of episodes of one of the best sitcoms of all time that's um, what's so like mesmerizing i guess about this show like you can't keep your eyes off it yeah because everyone in the cast is so equally good like they all yeah off each other so well but like the fresh prince is just like this like enigma in the room that like you just are obsessed with no matter what yeah and just talking about like the concept of the show is very it's just like um, like what this I've had this discussion with friends before, like just like the state of like modern TV, modern comedy shows. Like as we talk about ads, you know, the state of modern comedy is kind of dire just in terms of movies. But in TV, it's like it feels like so much of it is like high concept now, you know? Yeah. Like the the, the example I always cite is like one of the TV, the 
most recent like comedy TV shows I can think of was like on CBS, this one called God Friended Me. And it's like, okay, what's it's about? It's about this dude who's getting messages on his phone from God, who's telling him to help people. Like, it's like, that's a vaguely interesting idea, but is that a TV show, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like with TV, you know, comedy TV shows especially, you have to strike this balance between it being like kind of high concept to where it's like interesting, you know, <laughs> like you actually want to watch it, but also low concept of like, you can keep it going for like six or seven years. Well, that's why shows like, I mean, personally, like two of my favorite comedies are Curb Your Enthusiasm, which mm-hmm. has been going on for many years now yeah. as well. I'd argue and, it's also kind of high concept. Oh, yeah. it's like, yeah. High concept, but then like, then there's that bar of like, they do the same fucking thing every episode. Like, <clears throat> and then it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, yeah. It's like it's idiots that run a bar. There, there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the worst people in the world. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's such an issue because I think now like the impulse is like everything has to be high concept to like make it, it to get people to watch. You know, there's so many TV shows we have to get people to watch us. And it's like you look at the '90s, like the shows, that, the most popular shows. It's like what's Friends about? Hint: It's in the fucking title. It's five <laughs> friends and they hang out. It's five or six friends. I can't. I'm not counting them. Hey, uh, what's Full House about? This kid. Kellen, this guy trick who, question. Hint: It's about a full house. It's yeah. It's house. about a full house. Yeah. But even full house, you know, full house is like it's like um, this d- guy has three daughters and his wife dies. So like his friends come and help him raise his kids. You know, like you, you hear that. Yeah, you. And it's a full house. You hear that, and you go, "Oh, okay, I can see like seven seasons of that." You know. Yeah. Um, but like, like with Fresh Prince, it's like um, this kid lives in like a kind of rougher part of Philadelphia. Gets into his a fight. His mom gets scared and sends him to live with his rich cousins in Bel Air. Wait, part of like what? What part of Philadelphia? In West Philadelphia. Okay. Was he like born there or like? Moises, get this. He's born and raised there. Holy shit. Now, if only I'm going to have to double check my notes, but I believe um, I'm curious where he spent most of my time, most of his time, <laughs> like most of his days and like what activity he spent. Doing. Maybe like in a playground. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think it's like, I just think it says a lot about the industry and they're like, you look at like what the most popular shows are like. Let's pretend The Office doesn't exist. If you went into NBC like today and you pitched them an idea for a show, it's like it's like the day in the life of like these like people that work at an office. They got a kind of crazy boss, and it's filmed documentary style. They'd be like, "No, get out!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. They'd be like, "Okay, what's the twist? Like the boss is he fucking like? Is, is there time fucking... travel? <laughs> can can people binge this? Does the boss like kill people? Like." <laughs> Can people binge this? Well, they can. I don't know if you have to. Like, they, it's kind of episodic. Wait, hang on. So it's not like a 12-hour movie? Like, it's released every week? It's episodic? What? Like, it's self-contained storylines? Like, Get the fuck out of my face. I've, re- I've recently come to the conclusion, like, however grim the state of film is, like, I think TV's even darker. Uh, it fucking sucks. We- yeah. But, and the thing, though, that sucks, too, is, like... <laughs> A lot of good TV shows come out. Like yeah, a lot of but good there's just TV so shows come many, out. and Netflix just peddles their garbage. Yeah, it's, it's like, and then that too. It's like, oh, hey, guess what? The 
movies, yeah, we kind of suck right now. But guess what? The movies that are movies, we're also making TV shows. Ha ha. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And I think like what benefited a lot of these shows, like what benefited Fresh Prince, Full House, or even Friends, is like it was like you had to watch them. You know, yeah. like you had to like not, and I don't mean that I mean that as in like you had to Every be there Thursday night yeah, yeah watch it and then like you could talk about it the next day you know it wasn't like uh, season four of Fresh Prince dropped today all 26 episodes available for streaming it's just interesting but enough about streaming we talked enough about yeah, streaming yeah and, fuck um, Peacock fuck Disney Plus shout out to HBO Max yeah <laughs> dropped a steaming pile of garbage in our streaming TVs on Christmas Day <laughs> um, uh, yeah but Fresh Prince um, I guess what we've been kind of talking about the pilot um, that's the uh, the first on the list of episodes really strong pilot like I always forget that the um, the intro is like technically the first scene of the show that's another I, I hate to be all like it's so old, cool that oh. yeah old man yells at cloud but I miss like when shows had intros like this He's wearing the metallic fives with the lime green socks. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's only Philly to L.A., but Will feels like a brother from another planet in his new home. That's the summary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like that this in this episode, I like it ends like um, it doesn't resolve so neatly at the end. Like it feels like I think a, a tricky thing to balance with TV writing, which is why I will never write a fucking TV show. It's because the pilot has to, like, be enough to, like, hook people, but you can't completely resolve the conflict of the show, you know, in the first episode. Like, you kind of have to establish this is, like, what the thesis statement of the show is. Uh It's, like, Will's nature clashing with the sort of hoity-toity-ness of um, Bel Air. And also Uncle Phil being the guy. The god. (laughs) The dude. One thing I also noticed, I was surprised because I don't know if I've ever fully seen the pilot before, is like Carlton isn't in this episode like nearly as much as like some of the other episodes of the show. Yeah, I think they, uh, I think I'm pretty sure they address it in the reunion. Mm-hmm. Like originally it was supposed to be, you know, more like Uncle Phil v. Will. Will. Like Phil and Will, their names rhyme. Yeah, but then like Carlton, what's his what what's his real name? I gotta stop calling him uh, Carlton. Alfonso Coron. Uh, okay, Alfonso Coron. No, no. <laughs> and Will Smith. Oh, uh, isn't it Alfonso like Domingo or something? Uh, Al Alfonso Ribeiro. Okay, Alfonso. Let's call him Alfonso. Yeah. Alfonso and Will had so much chemistry, and they're riffing off each other so much. Mm-hmm. But it was like only natural to make Carlton become more of the like guy that goes the, back the foil. Yeah. Like I don't have a whole lot to say about this episode, but the next episode, which is mistaken identity. Uh, the, uh I mean next episode that we watched. Yeah, powerful. Um, great episode. Because not only this episode, I mean some of the like um like the episodes we get to like bullets over Bel Air are very heavy and there aren't too many jokes for a reason but like this episode i think still manages to be very funny yeah without um but yeah like this episode i wrote down like carlton is such like a brilliant foil to will what's interesting about carl i don't 
again, we only watch like episodes here and there, so it might be explained to others, but I feel like the implication is it like the Banks family like started in the same place Will did, like in that, because I, I think they mentioned like living near each other in Philadelphia uh, because of Uncle Phil's like success, they were able to like move to Bel Air. Yeah, Carlton says some shit like, yeah, you know, when I was three, we got out of the streets and moved to Bel Air or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And like they they do talk about like the like privilege, you know. Like yeah. Carl- and Carlton, and- the, there are some episodes where, you know, it's like Carlton addresses that like he's confused. Like he looks a certain way, but like he doesn't fit in because of the color of his skin. You know, so he yeah. feels like he has to be more like his cousin Will. Yeah. Wait, like this- I, I, I'm not sure what episode it is. I'm not, I don't I'm not sure if it's on the list, but it was probably my favorite episode. Yeah, but like this episode is like he Carlton has to reckon with the fact that, you know, his privilege still doesn't like cancel out the fact that like he's going to be racially profiled. Like um Yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's dark, but like the scene where the cop pulls him over is so funny cuz like Carlton does like liter- does literally everything you're not supposed to do. Like, Will keeps telling him, like, put your hands on the steering wheel. And Carlton, like, holds out his hand to shake the cop's hand. Yeah. Like, nice um, to meet you, officer. It's uh, episode 23 of season one. It's called 72 Hours. Um, I think it should have been on the list. I don't know. I didn't care, though. My bad. Um, I, yeah, I, my bad. I just... But it's like a Will bets Carlton that he wouldn't last a weekend in Compton. Oh. And, like, you know, Will Damn, disappears... Fuck, and I he comes back and Carlton is like, you know, he has, he's wearing stuff like Will. He's talking <laughs> like Will. Yeah. And like in that episode, Carlton talks about like, you know, he, he's confused. He doesn't know how he's supposed to act because he sees everyone acting this way, but that's not what he feels right. Like uh, it's, it's really like interesting. Like, you know, not, it's a, it's like a fascinating dynamic. It's very complex to have in a comedy sitcom episode six. Yeah. Episode six. Yeah. Um, I texted you like because in this episode they get arrested, and uh, while they're in they're in jail, there's this dude in the cell with them, who like <laughs> I, I don't know what why it, it's very surreal. Like it's just wild shit to have in the episode. Like they're like Car- Will's trying to calm Carlton down. He's like, hey, you know, let's sing. You know, like I'll let my people go. And then, like, this dude has, like, this, like, gorgeous bass voice. And he sings, like, you know, the song, Let My People Go. And, like, <laughs> I love, it cuts back to Carlton, who's, like, crying. And this episode also, um, I wrote God, James Avery, who plays Uncle Phil. Yeah. Um, comes in uh, and, like, gets the, gets the boys out. Really good episode. And um, I think this is like the first because you um in the first episode we watched you could kind of sense like uncle phil's just presence like how important he would be but in this one like he's barely in the episode like only it kind of cuts back to him every now and then he like shows up and he just like this they say in the special he's like the heart and soul of the show like you know he's secretly like the like he's he's the secret sauce of the show yeah yeah because like every other dad in like sitcom TVs, TV show, like comedy sitcoms, I feel like it's kind of a pushover, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Bob, like um, Danny in Full House, or like 
like there's so much there's too many in the name like king of queens comes to mind it's just like uh i'm lazy and i hate my wife you know yeah like uncle phil is like he's a good dude he's kind but he'll lay down the fucking wall if he has to. i mean at the end of the day it's just that this show like felt real like yeah yeah he felt more like a actual dad like my dad would act that way compared yeah. to the fucking other guys in other sitcoms like mm-hmm. my dad would have these conversations with me my dad would laugh with me my dad would argue with me the way that uncle phil argues with will and carlton and the rest of them mm-hmm. i like at, i like at the end of the episode like carlton still doesn't get it because he's like yeah. you know yeah if we were because they were driving slow that's why they got pulled over because they got lost and he's like well if we just brought a map it's a it's a bummer note to end on but i like that they don't wrap it up in a tidy bow because i i feel like you know like it's a kind of a common thing for sitcoms to do episodes that deal with a very serious subject i also feel like it's common for them to like kind of wrap it up tidily by the end but yeah oh i learned my lesson yeah the one that always sticks out to me is the one in full house when uh dj tanner like the oldest child like she's like 13 and she almost gets an eating disorder and by the end of it she's like i'm eating full meals i'm all good <laughs> speaking of um uncle phil i think the the next episode first recipes uncle phil yeah for real. one of my favorite episodes of because i've seen a lot of this show but like just what i remember being like one of my favorite episodes is the big shot the pool one yeah really good episode <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it it like um it's will he gets ripped off at a pool hall yeah and it's like in the rough side of town yeah and then uncle phil comes and bails him out and uncle phil is like ridiculously good at pool yeah another thing i like about this show we'll see as it the episodes go on like i was surprised just in the episodes we watch you could just feel like it lets the characters change Mm-hmm. Like they kind of grow like by the end and this just might be like the way tv writing works like characters it's called um flanderization i think they like in comedy shows characters are just sort of doomed to get sillier as the show yeah. goes on and then stick to one shtick yeah like you compare season one dwight from the office to like season seven and i, th- I think that's just, but like you know you see like uncle phil gets a little sillier like he kind of lets you know he's not as like stern as he was in episode one Will's also kind of matures and grows. You know, I hate to keep dog. I don't hate to keep dogging on it. Like friends, they're like the same people. Yeah. All like nine years of friends. A lot of like the emotional core of the show is that like Uncle Phil sees like that Will is like a mature person. Like he's not like a kid. Yeah. And it like and then Will's saying like, oh, Uncle Phil's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's just as um Yeah unrational sometimes like i am yeah this next episode i realized i think because i just kept like you know i found it on the list of like the most iconic fresh prince of bel-air episodes and i couldn't realize why it's asses to ashes and i think it's just because this is the first episode where the carlton dance pops up okay yeah you remember that like beautiful like two days where shut off Fortnite. yeah it looked like carlton it was gonna sue Fortnite. he should have it was either him or it might have been Donald Faison because um, have you have you seen like um, the dance that um, Turk does in Scrubs? Have you ever seen Scrubs? Yes, yes, yeah. I know exactly. I know what dance you're talking about. Yeah, that's the default dance. Yeah, like, yeah And it looked yeah. like he was about that, but like 
you know, dance moves and copyright was kind of complicated. Fortnite gets away with it still. <laughs> I guess this episode's like an, at the end of like a story arc of Uncle Phil running for superior judge or yeah. in the area. Um, and his like sleazy opponent wins, but then Will kills him. On accident. <laughs> On accident. Gives him and it heart. like mentally fucks with Will. <laughs> the like one of the funniest moments of the episodes we watch is like the bank siblings, um, Ashley, Hillary, and Will, uh, and, and Carlton, I mean, like go up like, Will, you should be ashamed of yourself. And he just like starts <laughs> crying. <laughs> they talked about in the reunion, Moises, but you have gotten this episode. They introduced in this episode, Trevor, the reporter. He like hits on Hillary. Yeah, yeah. Later becomes her fiance. I can't think of an maybe the darkest moment I've ever seen in a family sitcom. He like proposes to her while bungee jumping and his cord snaps and he dies. And it's like hilarious. You can see the family watching like you hear like a snap and a punk. <laughs> like he's like fucking dead. <laughs> but I wrote down in this episode, I think like just in terms of seeing like how just like in this episode, you, like kind of talking about the progression, like you see like Will kind of loses some of his bravado that he has like in the early season. Yeah. Yeah, because he starts like questioning, first off, like how he's like kind of scared, you know, and feels bad that he like caused this man to die. But also like when they go to his funeral, everyone hates him. Like everyone in his life hated <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah hates this dude that died they thank him for killing him yeah it's so fucking dark yeah, like it, it also gets darker like it has a, sometimes has a dark sense of humor which i did yeah um it's like pretty evil and you know dark and shit you know? yeah <laughs> i wish like, like uh joaquin phoenix and the joker. joker yeah i had to get out of the way first episode the next one is will goes to college like the the boys start college yeah, I forget like because in the first episode, Carlton mentions it being a sophomore. Like, <laughs> I forgot that like 20, 20 in twenty mid twenties, you know, Will Smith and Alfonso Ribeirada are like uh, passing for fifteen year olds. Yeah, uh, but this is the, this episode is like Will like enrolls in college classes just to meet women, and like he takes like a particularly difficult one that kind of challenges him. And the episode is him, like, eventually rising to the challenge of taking the class. Because Phil down, has, like, it's a beautifully acted scene. Uh-huh. This like, got you me. Know, this got me. Yeah, <laughs> Phil is just telling him, like, you, like, you only take the easy route. That's all you do in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get anywhere if all you do is take the easy route. And he says, like, he talks about how he had this, like, one professor that completely changed his life. Yeah. They, like, challenged him enough to where... He, um, like, you know, put him on the course that he is still on. Mm-hmm. As cool as that is for Will, I wrote down that this teacher would get annoying, like, really fast. Like, it's it cool feels like he keeps referencing actors and yeah, shit. Yeah, it feels like I'm going to take a wild guess. I feel like they wanted to get Robin Williams to guest on this episode, but like, he was got busy, <laughs> he was busy like last minute, and they're like, fuck, who else is there? Uh, um, this guy, he can kind of do impressions. Someone needs to deep fake Robin Williams into this episode. Kind of, and also, I guess, the college arc. The next episode is Carlton and Will trying to get into um, a fraternity. Mm-hmm. And this is also, 
kind of where we see like you know the stuff with Carlton like his privilege and like his identity kind of uh is like the focus of the episode and I like that this episode like ends with him standing up for himself because I feel yeah. like yeah, yeah as they talked about in the reunion you know Will kind of changes Carlton Carlton kind of changes Will like Carlton's able to stand up for himself and he probably wouldn't have been able to like you know episode one yeah character growth baby because it's, it's just, like uh yeah. it's like a well I, I like this episode um it's like a black uh fraternity fraternity, fraternity. yeah fraternity's the girls right yeah and of course Carl, of course carlton's like super into greek life like that just works that just yeah makes sense. um and it's just like they're making they're giving carlton a hard time on purpose because they know like he grew up you know privileged and like like he, they think that he thinks he's like better than him yeah than them but that's not how carlton is like he is overly enthusiastic about joining this fraternity and yeah the the only issue i have with this episode is like and i think this is just like the way our culture has changed i feel like carlton has to understand why people would might resent him for his privilege yeah you know like that's obviously not the issue of the episode but sometimes like it, it just feels like it's like, come on, dude. Like, you're rich. People are going to resent you. We can kind of jump around a bit, but I this next episode I did really want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's the um the, the dad episode. Is this the episode that made you cry, you said? Yeah, yeah, man. It was it was really it's, making it's rough. me. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it is. So, like, Will's dad is, like, watching him while he's working. Yeah. Will's dad shows back up. Uh, yeah. It's been alluded to, like, absentee father. Yeah, and it's even like you know, it's silent. Mm-hmm. Like that's what got me. It was like super silent. There was no yeah. really music playing. It was just Will cleaning. Yeah, and the like laugh track was there when he said a joke, but there wasn't like music or anything. Yeah, you know, it's like you could just feel immediately like this is a, what kind of episode it's gonna be. Yeah, I like, obviously, like you know, Will's dad like kind of tries to come back into his life, and everybody's sort of seeing through it. Except yeah. Will, like who loses all bravado and swagger, you know, he has. Yeah. It's just happy to, ha- it's so sad. Um, but then when his dad leaves again at the end of the episode, there's, it's like one of the most iconic scenes of the entire series of the, you know, the how come he don't want me speech, which is like, I, I just find really fascinating is like, there's that, did you ever hear that like bullshit, like urban legend about the, not urban legend, but like, myth about this scene that like this scene wasn't scripted you know wilson was supposed to brush it off but will smith based it off his own absentee father and this all was like improvised on the spot never you never heard that no it was kind of a common internet damn myth. motherfuckers can't give script writers fucking <laughs> right not just give it to them just let them like they wrote this it, beautiful it just, shit yeah and the thing is like Will Smith did have a his father was very supportive of him like he's he's talked about like yeah I I told my parents I wanted to be a rapper and they supported me yeah like he had a dad like I don't know why this scene can't just be good you know like uh, it has to be like but yeah and now after the reunion came out there's like a new Mm -hmm. like beautiful story to this yeah like if you have hbo max so you can get an hbo max trial like recommend watching this it's a very good reunion yeah um but Um, what says he was like you know kind of struggling to do this scene yeah because like how 
scary it is mm-hmm. to work with. I'm sorry, what's his name again? James Avery. James Avery. And not only that, like a scene like this is very vulnerable. You know, yeah. like, acting as a whole, you're, you're really filming it in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. And like you're just putting yourself out there and like you're playing a character named Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and it's just, it's and he like was in his own head and he was like freaking out like after he fucked up. He was like, God damn it, fuck. And like James Avery like set him straight. Yeah. And at the end when they're hugging, like said to him, like, now that's acting. Yeah. God damn. Oh, it's a great scene. It's a really good scene. And it's also like, I mean, I have to imagine this scene is like, you know, this is n- the late latter half of the show's run. Like this is nearing the end. Um, what you know, Will and Will Smith obviously has plans to go on and be a big actor, a big movie star. So this is like, you know he's like trying to prove like yeah i can do this like i can stretch this muscle you know yeah i'm gonna i'm jumping around here uh but two of the episodes we watched will's misery which i think is only on the iconic episodes list for the ending yeah oh yeah definitely (laughs) which is fucking amazing so funny uh of carlton like it's it's on youtube as its own scene it's like carlton like running around the set like he's yeah. like you know running from the house to the college campus to the cabin, uh, like and then to the audience. Audience, yeah. It's it's like, and I choose to believe that's like they just didn't know how they end the episode. So uh-huh. like, what if what if we had Carlton run? <laughs> um, yeah, because like in the show, because this is in the fourth season. No, whoa, the fifth season. Yeah. Um, even earlier in the show, there was definitely like fourth wall breaking. Like, yeah. you know, Will Smith would look to the camera or Phil would look to the camera. Mm-hmm. Carlton would look to the camera. Demolish oh, there's even the there's even one episode where oh, it's, I, it's in the second season, I think, yeah. where they're like, um, I think is like his, the, his siblings say, like, we're rich, you know, it leaves Will and it like and Will like looks to the camera and says, if we so rich and the camera pans up and you see like all the stage lights and stuff. He, and he goes like, how come we can't afford a ceiling? Yeah. So um but there's another one. I, I might actually be season one where he says like um shit fuck I, I forget how it goes, but the aunt tells him like oh like uh you think like you could become a rapper or something like that. And Will Smith looks to the camera and he's like No 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 yeah, I think he, he like looks at the camera, he's like, I don't know, like I don't know if I could sell platinum records like that. Something <laughs> like that. That's because awesome. like at that point I think f- the Fresh Prince theme song was like yeah, diamond head. or platinum or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, that episode uh, uh, introduces Lisa, who's like the closest thing to like a long-term girlfriend for Will on the show. Yeah, like she's in the rest of season five, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and just like talking about the growth of the character, like he kind of mature, like you know, isn't so much of a womanizer after that. Yeah, like, he kind of settles down. Season six, like you know. I don't think he really has any girlfriends or anything. There's one episode. I wish I like paid more attention to this list. I shouldn't have trusted the fucking internet. Cause there's this one really great episode where like Will has this, is trying to get off this girl and she's like so demanding and she's like so mean to him. Oh, is that the, that's like an early. It might be a very early episode, but it could all. I, she like takes him to a really nice restaurant, right? Yeah, and eventually yeah. it's like Carlton that stands up to her. Yeah, that's and she that's like, an, and she goes sleeps with Carlton. Yeah, that, 
I think that's like season one or season two. That maybe. might be, yeah. That's such a good. I wish I, I wish I like paid, but you know, never trust the internet. But I do think the episodes we got like gave give a nice. Oh yeah, because this um, next episode is uh, this one made me cry too. The bullets over Bel Air. Yeah, yeah, this one made me cry. Great Will Carlton episode. Very like <laughs> Carlton buys a gun. Like uh, Will gets shot. Uh, him and Carlton get held up at an. ATM. He takes a bullet for. Carlton. Carlton. And Carlton. This is also, I wrote down, this is like a very well-directed episode. Yeah, yeah, like, I There's agree. some great camera moves in it. Yeah. But like, um, again, it ends, very bummer ending. Like, it doesn't really resolve. Like, it, it resolves, but not like as neatly as you might expect from a TV show like this. Yeah. Like, Will gets the gun from Carlton and just like is holding it and crying. Um, But it's also surreal because like I watch these all in one night, you know? Yeah. Like episode one starts like, you know, Ashley's like an 11 year old. And then one of the last episodes we watched that I, for some reason kept popping up. It, it was like a fine episode, but I think it helps establish this point of like, like uh, not with my cousin. You don't like it's about Ashley's first time. She's like a teenager, yeah. you know, like, I think just, at the end of the show, she's 17, like in real yeah. life. Yeah, that sounds right. It also handles it like very like it feels a, a lot of other shows um of this period i feel like would have ended with like an of like an abstinence message you know like wait till you're married but this one like it ends it kind of does that but it's like you know make sure you're ready and make sure it's with someone you really uh love or care about you know and And it's your decision it's your decision i and i like that she has that serious talk like in the first half of the episode because like that's something you expect to come at the end, but she talks to Hillary and Hillary gives her that talk. Yeah. And then the second half of the episode is Will and Carlton losing their minds because yeah. they find out about it. Viva Las Wages, I guess it's the Vegas one. The it's Vegas one. The jump and that, on like, dance. Yeah, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Him so- th- like throwing Carlton. <laughs> that shit was like I was dying. I was dying. All the like ragdoll stuff they do is fucking so hilarious. Funny. Sweet. And then the reunion, which um, it just like ra- I think I- I'm kind of yeah. struggling to say some stuff, but I think at the end, like just go watch the reunion. They summarize everything perfectly. Like they summarize why this show is so iconic, why it works so well, why it's so important, like how it changed sitcoms and TV as a whole, define culture for a long fucking time. This is like a like you know you you think of the nineties you think of Fresh Prince, like yeah it just like again like I don't know if it's like created it but like this the entire like aesthetic of the nineties I feel like is so linked to like Fresh Prince yeah or like the MTV era yeah yeah most definitely and it's gorgeous it's fucking gorgeous like I I didn't I'm mad that I didn't experience this as a teenager yeah. Uh, and there's also um, one thing we kind of haven't talked about. There are two Aunt Vivs in the show. Yeah. Uh, which is like the result of like some behind the scenes uh, conflict. And I was surprised by like how honest the reunion was about it. Like, yeah, me too. Will sits down with the old Aunt Viv who like he kind of like, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he, he's the reason she was kicked off pretty much. Yeah. And uh, 30 years later, like, we're not going to describe the conversation. Like, if again, watch it if you can. But uh, 
I got emotional, like it because yeah. it was that and like the Uncle Phil tribute right behind it. Um, you know, Uncle Phil sadly passed away seven years ago. Uh, I remember like that was a bummer. I remember like I was so sad hearing Uncle Phil. Yeah, I remember because like I didn't watch the show, and even now I was like, damn, like that guy's that that sucks. Like that yeah. guy was the show. That guy it was him and Will Smith. Like yeah, yeah. And there's oh. One of we another episode we watched would kind of skipped, but I like the note like uh, they go back to Philadelphia, which I think just shows how successful the show was at this point that they could build a bunch of sets and like film that, out a bunch that's of That's what I was saying. Like yeah. they had so many sets. Yeah, like for just, one episode. Would, yeah, never use again. Yeah. Um it's also the season finale, and I think it's like immediately resolved in like the first two episodes of season five. Like Will kind of feels the need to stay in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um because he has a rematch with the guy, you know, in the intro, like the guy who like uh, got in a fight with him, you know, one little fight. My mom got scared, and uh, I like it. Wait, like, what, did, what did she say to him though after she got scared? You will be relocating to the Bel Air area with your okay. aunt and uncle. Oh, okay, okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but it, I like, you know, like he's like, a, he thinks he's about to fight this guy again, but this guy's like, I'm, I've matured past that. All right. Like, I'm just here to help people. You know, you need to grow up. <laughs> it's also just a funny episode. I've never had a Philly cheesesteak, but like every time I hear about one, I want to try it. You, you know, what's really funny. What? I watched this episode last night, right? Yeah. So today for lunch, I I went to Penn Station and had a fake Philly cheesesteak. Fuck. Because like, I, like, I was so, like, I wanted one. I want to have an actual, like, Philly cheesesteak. Uh-huh. So bad. Yeah. Like, like it, so fucking bad. There's a part, yeah, in Creed where, like, him, uh, him and Tessa Thompson go to get them. And mm-hmm. every time, I'm like, man, that looks like, the, that looks good. I, I ever tell you I used to work at Penn Station? No. I didn't I did. know that. Yeah, there was a summer I did. I was... Oh god, it was such a fucking mess. Uh, like, My little brother I, works there. Oh really? Yeah. I think that yeah, they have completely new management. Like none of the managers or assistant managers there now are like people I knew, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the after you know, you work in food service or retail like once, and you're immediately changes how you like act around people in food service or retail. Yep. Like in yep. food service. Like someone, if I went to Penn Station, someone brought me my food and said, I spat in this, by the way. I'd be like, yeah, fair. (laughs) Can I have some salt? I'm just like uh, seeing other people at like in food service or retail, like the way that like (laughs) there are some days when I want to tell like a customer, like, you know, who's ordering in front of me, like, yo, can you fucking tell them, please? Like, please? Like, just yeah. fucking tell them, please? That's what I always, like, my dad, he's not, like, mean to people, like, when he orders food, but he's just very direct. Uh-huh. He's like, give me your number one. And I'm like, dad, say please. <laughs> it means a lot to them. Yeah. Like, he, always, nice he said, uh, <laughs> instead of, like, it was so weird, instead of saying thank you, they go, like, Total will be seventeen ninety four at the first window, and he go all right. And he's like, "Hey, it's their job. What do I got to thank them?" Yeah, to wrap up on Fresh Prince, I guess. Like the final thoughts. Um, amazing. I'm gonna yeah. go watch. I was starting to watch an anime, but I think I'm just gonna 
finish fresh what do i what anime were you watching <laughs> i was watching one piece and it's you oh, know, 100 okay. something episodes so. god i was gonna guess haikyuu that's what like my friends have been trying to get me to oh watch. it looks that show looks so good yeah i'm kind of into that one but i, I haven't watched it yet um garrett best texts me every day yeah <laughs> uh uh nate turnipseed whenever he's like gonna go like let's say we're playing playstation whenever yeah. he was gonna go watch it he was like all right guys i'm gonna go watch the game <laughs> that's funny i love that <laughs> yeah but like i mean it's an incredibly important uh tv show just culturally yeah and to will smith's career like i mean yeah. this show alone makes him like a big fuck like a, a huge star bonafide superstar yeah and uh, gets to do pretty much let me double check to make sure I don't have the order of this mixed up. I am. Um, yeah. Is it fair to like compare them to like, like, you know, that poster, that picture of Macaulay, Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. Will Smith should have been on that picture too. Right. Without knowing the picture you're talking about. Sure. I'll send it to you. Okay. And so like during Fresh Prince, like near the end, um, as we'll talk about next week, uh, we're talking about Bad Boys. Uh, we're talking about Bad Boys 1 and 2. During um, Fresh Prince, Will Smith goes and does that. And like that just cements it, I think. Should we, do we, should we announce the guest for next week? No. No? No. I was, okay, I'll give you. Oh, I wanted to. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I give a hint? Two hints? It they've been the, on the episode before. They've been on an episode before, the first female guest of the pod. No, actually, that's not true. <laughs> it's not true. No. Um, and I have repeatedly mentioned that Bad Boys 2 is one of her favorite movies. Uh, that should be enough. But long time Sandler, Sandy's and now Smithy's. Big Willie. No, Big Willie's. We'll Big Willie Gang. The Big Willie Gang. Um, that sounds like the name of like a Wild West group of bandits. And if they ask who did it, tell them it was the Big Willie Gang. Tell them the Big Willie Gang sent you. Tell them the Big Willie Gang sent. Yeah, and, and I'm like, if you know, it this show holds a very special, it's very uh, special place in my heart to me. It's very nostalgic, and I was like shocked to see how well it's aged. Because I mean, you know, it's like Law of Diminishing Returns. It's like you know, you can't be funny for six straight years, but like even in the later episodes, I I was getting pretty solid quality. Yeah, solid. I, and I think it's that's what it made it age so well too. It was like, all right, we gotta end the show. Like, yeah, it was a kind of abrupt ending. Yeah, and then like they weren't ex- when they were planning season six, they weren't expecting it to be the last one. But there was just some contract things where like it didn't quite work out, and they're like, we might as well end it here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this picture. That is so. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Yep. Will Smith should have been in that picture. We do. Uh, and this is new. We wrap up with our non-Will Smith recommendations, formerly non-Sandler recommendations. This can be anything, mm-hmm. movie, book, TV show, video game, podcast, song, album, etc. It just cannot have... Wait, park? Yeah, sure, park, painting, which oh, home, okay. maybe. Okay, okay. Um, just cannot have Will Smith in it. Oh, actually, okay, yeah, I got one, I got one, I got one. Uh, A movie I watched for the first time, kind of randomly, over winter break. 
Um, the last week, I, I actually just the past couple of weeks, I've been having trouble sleeping. Uh, and so sometimes I'll go to bed at 10 and I'll just wake up at two and I can't go back to bed. So I just have to be up for a little bit. And so I'll, I'll, I'll throw a movie on and just sort of randomly, I threw on Tony Scott's Deja Vu starring Denzel Washington. Uh, first of all, Tony Scott, a director we'll be covering very shortly, uh, Enemy of the State with Will Smith. I'm very excited for that. Um, fucking rips. All right. It's man. If you can, if you can go into it blind, do it. All, all you need to know is Denzel Washington plays an ATF agent. Uh, there's a terrorist attack on a ferry and him and this team of like with using this like high tech surveillance software are trying to connect the events and clues of the bombing uh, to try and find the guy who did it. There's there. That's not, there is a twist. There is like a, an extra layer that I, do, I, if you can go in without knowing it, I envy you, you know, um, yeah, I don't know anything about this movie. Yeah. Just, uh, incredibly underrated like i look this thing has a ron tomatoes of like 56 which is criminal like it, it i i fucking loved it um denzel's never been bad in a movie no um, tony scott also yeah. directed top gun uh days of thunder um man on fire which is another movie he did with denzel which rules um enemy of the state which we're talking about uh and unstoppable which i've recommended before <laughs> And it's great. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. It's, uh, kind of an overlooked filmography, overlooked movie within it. Uh, Deja Vu. Um, you recommend a movie. I'm going to recommend uh, music. Hmm? Last week, he broke the internet. You said you're going to delete this if I say it. I don't care. Yeah, go for it. it. Fine. <laughs> go for it. You know what? I don't have bad taste. I have good taste. You guys are wrong if you say I have bad taste. You're wrong if you say this album is bad. You just don't have good taste. Whole lot of red. Playboy Cardi finally is here. I can't wait for this fucking virus to be over so we can go to concerts again because I'm I can't wait to see this shit live. It's a really, really, really good and very cohesive album. I fucking love it. It's the only thing I've been listening to nonstop. I mean, I'd listen to a couple other songs, but like nonstop, I've been listening to this album. I love this album so much. Yeah. Great way to end the year. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, if you're, we're, as we enter this new phase of the show, you know, leave a positive uh, review. You know, we had, a, if you already recommended the podcast to a friend who said, no, I don't like Adam Sandler, recommend it again. And be like, they're talking about Will Smith now, you fucking uh, peon. So like, get on board. What's a peon? I don't know. It's like a, it's like a, like a, a shrimp. It's like a. Oh, yeah. they, they mean nothing to us. Yeah. Oh, that's what the haters of Big Willie Gang are called, peons. Yeah. Have them join the Big Willie Gang. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if they got a smaller, medium Willie. Everybody's if, got a Big Willie here. If you ain't in the Big Willie Gang, I don't fuck with you. Yeah. It's that simple. Most of my friends don't listen to the show. I can't fuck with them. <laughs> uh, and uh, next week, the Bad Boys 1 and 2 double feature with a very special guest, uh, which leaves us for with the um, Will Smith fact of the week. Uh, this oh. is a little true nugget of information. Little Only factoid. true facts. Yes. About Will, William Smith. 
just for you to think about and reflect on until we meet again next week to discuss bad boys one and two okay okay um these are my favorite type of facts because they're always true right Um, it's not like i'm making them up it's not like it's the only type of fact i make up who said we were making them up i would love to see this movie and that's why i'm saying it um in the original 1998 hollywood classic rush hour Will Smith was supposed to play the part of Jackie Chan. Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan buddy cop movie? What? Wait, so it would have been Chris Tucker and Will Smith? Hollywood, why did you not let this happen? Jackie Chan's part. Why did this not happen, Hollywood? Chris Tucker and Will Smith could have been the best bromance. I'm Callum Kermins. I'm Moise Camacho. See you next week. (laughs) That was good. That was funny.